The Monday, y'all, is up and going. Hello, welcome into the All Southern Show with your host, John Rawl. Hope you had a great weekend. And some of you may need to bundle up tonight, tomorrow. We've got a big cold front coming across the southeast. We'll tell you about that in just a second. Yes, on today's Y'all Show, as we start our week off, we've got all the headlines. We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up in just a few minutes. And actually, before we get out of here in hour one of today's Y'all Show with John Rawl, we're going to talk suicide prevention with Dana Townsend. She's with Pathways Behavioral Health, and she has some unbelievable numbers, alarming numbers, to talk about suicide and suicide prevention. You don't want to miss it. Hey, this is something not very pleasant to talk about, but perhaps we can make a difference later this hour when we talk about suicides across the Southeast and more and what we can do to maybe present, pre- prevent ourselves from committing suicide or preventing a loved one or a friend. We want to keep that from happening. And Dana Townsend will be on later this hour. When we get to hour two of the Y'all Show, we'll have a weekend review of all things sports. Got some golf news as Justin Rose wins in California. We also will tell you what all's happened in college basketball over the weekend. The SEC Big 12 Challenge went down, and frankly, SEC fans, not exactly the kind of weekend you were looking for. We'll have a recap of all that in Hour 2. Plus, we'll be joined by the teller of tales from Takapola Way, Jerry Short. He'll be joining us, and in our conversation with Jerry in Hour 2, we're going to make a very special announcement about something we're going to be doing next week on the y'all show so you don't want to miss out on that our number on the y'all show is 803-816-1170 you can call or text that line 24 7 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com and you can find us on twitter at y'all show on instagram at y'all show email address y'all show at y'all.com making it oh so easy for you to reach out and connect with us here on the all southern program talk with a southern accent that's what we do here each and every day monday through friday all right first off we were telling you about the weather and yes there's a cold front it's going to bring massive cold temperatures across most of the middle part of the country heading on up into the northeast i saw where i think the high on tuesday in chicago is like minus 14 maybe i misread that but if you if you got to go to the windy city or anywhere up there this week you might want to delay your trip. You might want to have your own personal shutdown and not go up there. It's going to be brutally cold up there. But that's Yankee land, and we expect it to be cold there in January. But not in the south. We're going to have some very cold temperatures here in the southeast. We've got snow coming, a front that's going to hit the southeast later today and push snow into Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, into Kentucky, into parts of virginia north carolina south carolina even i think just about every southern state's going to have some kind of snowfall or ice outside of florida texas heck oklahoma i don't think it's part of this i think even louisiana is going to feel a little bit of the effect of this front coming through so be careful check your local weather forecast wherever you live in the southeast and be on top of things this this is a tricky storm coming through because most of you here in the south we've had some mild temperatures over the weekend temperatures in the 40s and 50s not so bad but they're going to drop dramatically in the next 24 hours for a lot of you at dixie so be careful and again snow coming to places in tennessee into uh, down into georgia even mississippi i saw where snow forecasted all the way from near the coast to the state line of tennessee in the magnolia state and same thing goes in alabama so be careful and be on the lookout watch your local 
what rather weather radar and see what's going on with your forecast as well the government shutdown came to an end friday thankfully that was something that had been going on way too long and the senator from alabama is putting forth a bill that would add interest to federal workers back pay after the shutdown of course doug Jones is a democrat from alabama and he was glad to see the shutdown finally come to an end but he's got the back pay fairness act presented now which would add 3.625 percent interest to the paychecks of federal workers who missed out on two paychecks during the shutdown and would be applicable for any future shutdown that coming from the alabama senator i don't know if it'll get traction or not but it is a little bit ridiculous that the government including the president they kind of tease these workers for several weeks and most of them of course did i think managed okay but some did struggle i'm not going to discount that and the thing about it is they all end up getting paid for these last couple of weeks but it was a pinch there during the time it was going on completely unnecessary i think the more important law that needs to be passed by congress and signed by the white house is that you should not have that option of a government shutdown in fact joe manchin of west virginia i saw him over the interview mentioned the same exact thing government shutdown should not even be an option and let's hope that may be something of the past very soon President Trump has talked in the past about people voting illegally. Well, from Texas, a story came out from the weekend where the Department of Safety, Public Safety in Texas has identified 58,000 non-U.S. citizens who voted in one or more Texas elections dating to 1996, according to the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Further, the Department of Public Safety said there were about 95,000 non-citizens they identified as having a voter registration record in texas and this is just texas imagine if you had those kind of numbers i know texas is was voted pretty much republican in the last elections in 2018 and 2016 as well but in florida where it was razor thin illegal votes certainly would have made a difference and definitely would have gone against the republicans but president trump retweeted this information over the weekend but 58,000 non-american citizens voting in texas state elections according to the attorney general of that state horrible news from louisiana over the weekend as a 21 year old man was suspected of killing his parents and three other people including a girl he was dating he went on the lam and luckily he was arrested he drove all the way from gonzalez louisiana to richmond virginia or near richmond virginia where he went to his grandmother's house and he was arrested when he pulled up there dakota thoreau shot and killed three people the woman believed to be his girlfriend her brother and father in livingston parish and he'd already killed his parents and before his i think his father died his father said who killed him or who shot him and this young 21 year old then was on the loose and a nationwide search for him but at his grandmother's house near warsaw virginia he went there and richmond county sheriff stephen b smith said that they were able to arrest him after he showed up at his grandmother's house luckily she'd been alerted to get away from there and i think she spent the night in a hotel room but this man now in a lot of a lot of hot water after killing five people dakota thoreau from louisiana in north carolina great news we told you about this on i think friday's show where there was a boy missing a three-year-old well just as we went on the air it came out that he actually had been found he was found alive great news 
for this youngster, three-year-old Casey Lynn Hathaway, disappearing in Craven County, North Carolina. Well, now we're learning a little bit more about what he did after he went disappeared after being in his grandmother's backyard playing with other children, and he was located by a professional search and rescue team, and his aunt posted an update about the boy at the end of last week, saying, Casey is healthy, smiling, and talking. He said he hung out with a bear for two days. God sent him a friend to keep him safe. God is good. Miracles do happen. I don't know. Hathaway's family said that Casey spent the day in the hospital eating Cheetos, Nuggets, and watching Paul Patrol. <laughs> I wonder if it's true. This is a three-year-old. Said he hung out with a bear for two days. That, that's very strange. I, I would love to know if there's any truth to that. I'm sure they probably could do a little, not to say that a three-year-old's lying, but my goodness, he had been out in the elements for a couple of days, and luckily, what a wonderful story that he came out of this alive and well, and we wish him a very healthy and prosperous life as he's escaped this ordeal. Some news from the business standpoint that could affect Southern companies. Thanks to congressional intervention, military recruits in our armed forces are going to be outfitted and made in the USA goods right down to their sneakers that they use for physical fitness training. And New Balance Shoes in New England and two other companies that are in Texas and Missouri are producing made-in-the-USA running shoes for our recruits. And this will help speed up the production of the time that all footwear used in the U.S. military forces use instead of having to get them imported from overseas. The contract reflects only a sliver of the 3 million New Balance sneakers produced each year in the U.S. and even more worldwide. But yes, we got sneakers being produced in the South and, as we said, Texas and in Missouri, in addition to what's coming out of New England by New Balance. I don't know the history of New Balance, if that's an American company, but good news there. Good to see our men and women in uniform wearing sneakers. And I'm pretty sure I saw something not long ago. There is a boot company out of Morristown, Tennessee, that makes the combat boots that a lot of troops wear. I'm pretty sure it's combat boots. I, I may be wrong, but I... It was some kind of equipment for their uniforms, and something tells me it was it was indeed boots, the boots that a lot of our service people wear made in East Tennessee. Pretty cool story there, and we hope more of their equipment comes from the southeast, if at all possible. A West Virginia former state senator from there, Richard Ojeda, has ended his 2020 presidential run. I think he was the first person to announce he was going to run against Donald Trump. But only 11 days after he announced that he was going to leave his seat to focus on his White House bid, he resigned from the West Virginia State Senate. He He's now backing off of his pledge to run for president of the United States. He put an hour-long Facebook video up the other day. He's an Army veteran, but said that he just couldn't get things off the ground. And he said that, unfortunately, what I'm starting to realize is that unless you have wealth, influence, and power, it's not going to happen, that is, to be a successful candidate for president. I have not run for president. Perhaps you have. And those things that he just mentioned that you need to have, wealth, influence, and power, they can only help if you have it. And evidently, Ojeda from West Virginia, he's going to not have those items, and so therefore he ain't running for president in 2020, and he's no longer in the West Virginia State Senate either. He resigned to focus on the presidency, <laughs> and now 11 days later he's retreating. 
Sad news from North Carolina as Congressman Walter Jones has now entered hospice and the Republican Party of North Carolina announced this over the weekend. He's from North Carolina's 3rd District, and he recently underwent surgery for a broken hip suffered at his home. And we wish his family the best as he was granted a leave of absence from Congress in the in the in December for the rest of the year. And the Durham, North Carolina newspaper reported in December that Jones missed the last 27 roll call votes in the U.S. House dating to late September. This man now entering hospice, the congressman there from North Carolina, Walter Jones. A former congressman from Georgia has died over the weekend. Former Democratic Congressman Jack Brinkley, a strong supporter of developing a highway in Georgia, and he was from the Columbus area. He served in Congress from 1967 to 1983, representing Georgia's third district for eight terms. But now dead at the age of 88, Jack Brinkley. More news stories coming from the Southeast. And by the way, we've got to close it all out here on today's y'all. So we've got a triumvirate of idiotic stories coming from the state of Florida. (laughs) Just want to make you stick around for those crazy headlines. How about this story from Florida? A man was fishing and he found an authentic World War II hand grenade while fishing in the Sunshine State. And the man who I don't have... His name here was Magnet Fishing. I don't know exactly what that is, but he was fishing in Waha. I hope I pronounced that right, Floridians. And he put this grenade in his trunk and drove to Taco Bell prior to calling 911. This is in the Ocala, Florida area. Magnet Fishing, for the uninitiated, is defined by various enthusiast websites as using a strong magnet to retrieve metal objects hidden or lost underwater. So I guess they're not fishing for fish They're, they go in lakes and fish for metal objects and here this guy got him a live hand grenade near ocala florida i think that would put an end to my magnet fishing career from hendersonville tennessee johnny cash's former estate a place that he lived in for 35 years is up for sale and it is on old hickory lake just north of nashville it's a home where johnny cash and his wife june carter lived it's up for sale for $3.9 million. And he lived there in the house. The property was the house that was on the property burnt down in 2007. So it's the estate, not necessarily the home that Johnny Cash lived in. But the estate includes a swimming pool, tennis court, and a 546 square foot log cabin that June Carter Cash used to maintain her wardrobe in. <laughs> Okay, how how would you like to have a 546-square-foot log cabin where you stored your wardrobe? I'm kind of envious of that. The Johnny and June lived on the property until they died four months apart in 2003, and that fire in 2007 destroyed the 14,000-square-foot house on the property. Barry Gibb, member of the Bee Gees, owned this property before selling it in 2014 to a Texas businessman, and now... This property coming back on the market in Middle Tennessee, Johnny Cash's estate, former estate. Now to our triumvirate of idiotic stories from the state of Florida. A family was kicked off a flight out of Florida after complaints about their body odor. Yikes! A Michigan couple who were forced off the flight were told that other passengers complained about their body odor. And this comes from American Airlines, where they were on the plane, Yossi and Jenny Adler and their 19-month-old daughter were already having a tough time getting back to the eight other children after a vacation in Miami. 
And their Tuesday night flight Miami International Airport was canceled because of the ice at Detroit Metro Airport. And then they were removed from a plane after complaints about their body odor on Wednesday night. So it looks like it wasn't necessarily intentional. They had delays that caused them to to have a bad body odor. And geez, what uh, what a crazy story coming from this airport in Florida as a couple kicked off the flight because uh, out of the Miami International Airport because they smelled bad trying to get back to Detroit. Now to another Florida story. A woman has been arrested for exposing herself and blocking traffic outside a Walmart, or rather a Waffle House. That was a a Freudian slip there. Waffle House, Walmart, kind of the same, but not really. (laughs) This woman exposed herself and blocked traffic outside of a Pensacola Waffle House. Her name, get this name, Freedom Rider, R-Y-D-E-R, Freedom Rider Zobrist. She was arrested outside this Pensacola Boulevard Waffle House after the manager of Waffle House said she exposed herself and danced in the parking lot. And when deputies arrived early on a morning, hey, when else would you expect this to happen? The manager had asked her to leave. She left, but returned around noon, many hours later, cursing and threatening to get a gun and shoot the manager and everyone in the restaurant. And then she walked outside, pulled down her pants, exposing her sexual organs, and started dancing around the parking lot, according to the arrest report. Uh, okay, we need to move on from this story. But uh, yes, the charges going against Sobrist, lewd and indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, battery, and assault. And that is happening to Freedom Rider Zobrist in Pensacola, Florida. And our final Florida idiot is in Jacksonville. A woman there was shot Monday night outside a gas station after she reportedly performed a sex act in exchange for $5 and some Pringles. This is the second time Pringles has been in the news in many week in the last week or two for idiot people. And the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office says officers responded to a shell gas station on 10 30 p.m. the other night on a report that someone had been shot. And at the scene, a woman whose name has not yet been released was found with a gunshot wound to her shoulder. She was taken to the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries, thankfully. The woman reportedly told police she agreed to perform a sex act with a man in exchange for $5 and some Pringle potato chips. But after the sex act was performed, the woman says the man demanded she give him his $5 back, and then he shot her in the shoulder before running away. Police have not released a description of the suspect. Wasn't me. It was not me. (laughs) I'm not going to give $5 or Pringles for anything crazy like this. And then the guy shot her. Okay, like I said, we had a trio of idiotic stories coming from Florida. Where else here to wrap up our headlines? When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have hashtag hullabaloo. And before the hour's up, we're going to do something serious. We're going to talk about suicide and how we can help all help maybe try to prevent suicide from happening. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Don't go anywhere. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. 
And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier. Had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Welcome back in to the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent with John Rawl. We have hashtag hullabaloo coming to you right now. We've got a little abbreviated hashtag hullabaloo because we've got a special guest coming up in the next segment as we're going to welcome in a suicide expert, Dana Townsend. She's going to come on and talk about prevention and some of the alarming numbers in terms of suicide in our whole country. It really is an epidemic, and we'll discuss this. You don't want to miss it. It's a very important segment coming up next after we finish hashtag hullabaloo so let's dive into hashtag hullabaloo and warning i'm going to go off on somebody here in just a minute that i found something on social media they bashed our beloved south and we ain't gonna put up with that here on the y'all show okay but first on hashtag hullabaloo comes a tweet from Susie moore writes at Susie moore w-r-i-t-e-s and she's an early childhood education author and a phd well dr Susie moore we appreciate you coming on Twitter and sharing your thoughts. She's a film buff and Southern girl who can bake Granny's biscuits from scratch. My kind of woman right there, Susie Moore. And her tweet this week says, Meatloaf, green beans, mashed potatoes, homemade biscuits, and sweet tea. Hashtag Southern Supper. Let me rewind and make sure she's checking all the boxes here. Tea, yes, she's at sweet tea. That would definitely definitely qualify as a southern supper. Biscuits, oh, and homemade at that. That's that's a definite check. She's got mashed potatoes. She doesn't say anything about gravy, and it could be white or dark gravy. I love both. Mashed potatoes, she's got those on there. She's got green beans. Now, green beans are probably my favorite green item are green beans, but if she's wanting to have a southern supper, Green beans just aren't quite southern enough. So maybe I will give you a A minus on your report here, Dr. Moore. You should have had turnips or collards or mustard greens or something like that. But green beans, you can get those out of a can. So maybe you were in a pinch and you were trying to get it done quickly. So we'll, we'll, we'll dock you only a point or two. And then she had as the main course meatloaf. And I love meatloaf. I don't consider that to be the most southern of options, but it's a darn good option. And with her combination, look, if you've got meatloaf, 
and you've got mashed potatoes, there's nothing I enjoyed more than, what is it, a meatloaf casserole that's got the potatoes and the sweet peas on top of it. In fact, at school growing up, that was a combination that came on our plates. When we had mashed potatoes, we had the sweet peas, and you had mashed potatoes all served in the same day. And I love to mix it all up. A delicious taste. In case you've never tried it, please, the Y'all Show wants to reach out and help you. But I appreciate you, Susie Moore, for sharing this great Southern meal. Again, maybe not the most Southern, but a pretty darn good Southern. And anybody wants to cook that for me or you, please let us know. I would love to enjoy that. That's one thing McDonald's has not got into serving meatloaf and green beans. They haven't even gotten into the mashed potatoes part. All right, here's our smart aleck email of the year so far on the Y'all Show. It comes from Aldi D. Goffman at Goffman, G-O-F-F-M-A-N underscore D, in case you want to get ready to co- communicate with Aldi and let him know how you feel. Aldi says in his profile that he's a sociology instructor and he's a SAGA member, whatever that means, at WKU. He's a professor at Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green. Next sentence, I hate Trump, but not conservatives, comma, Catholic, comma, go Preds, Blazers, Titans. I am offensive, grow a pair. That's what he put in his profile. So if that's the setup here, what in the world did he say that has me fired up even before I read this to you? Well, here you go from Audie D. Goffman on social media. And Audie wrote, there is no more disgusting human than the Southern christian what an idiot there's no more disgusting human than the southern christian i don't know how to handle that and and this is someone evidently that is a sociology instructor at western kentucky university hey bowling green what's going on there you got a guy going on social media in a very part of kentucky that's got plenty of southern christians and saying this kind of stuff out on social media for all the world to appear to to see, and he put it in his profile, "I am an offensive, I am offensive, grow up here." Well, that's just ridiculous. That is pure ridiculous. And as a Southerner and as a Christian, I am a I am offended. So yeah, I he he's a he he's offensive. Well, I'm offended by his idiocy here on the y'all show. All right, let's wrap up our hashtag colorblue with something slightly more upbeat go to taste of the south magazine.com right now and you can find this incredible recipe that i haven't had it but boy the photo looks delish and helps you forget about idiots like this guy audie b goffman audie d goffman on twitter rather taste of magazine they got a recipe that you can go to their website taste of the south magazine.com on twitter at taste mag an upside down pear and pecan cornmeal cake This thing includes cinnamon, pears, and pecans, and it packs plenty of warm and cozy notes into a simple treat, according to their profile. So, yeah, check it out. Upside down pear and pecan or pecan cornmeal cake from tasteofthesouthmagazine.com. Yummy. Mm. Well, we will come right back here on the Y'all Show, and we're going to talk suicide prevention. We're going to have a special guest, Dana Townsend. She's from Pathways Behavioral Health, and she'll be on to tell us about the importance of knowing about suicide and helping those who could possibly be leaning that direction. It's a very important segment, the most important segment we maybe have done ever on the show, and you don't want to miss it. It's up next on The Y'all Show. 
Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now is the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent, broadcasting across the southeast each and every day. John Rawl here on the All Southern Program, and we're welcoming into the program now Dana Townsend. She is a program manager of Crisis Services, and Dana's here. We're going to do something a little bit different on this show that we usually bring a lot of fun and laughter, but this is a serious subject that we thought we'd have someone like Dana come on and help tell the entire region how suicide affects us more than we might even imagine. And we welcome you into the Y'all Show, Dana. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with your audience. Yeah. Well, I heard you the other day speak to a great audience at a Rotary Club, and I thought, that's you, you had so much knowledge in you about suicide, and we all know someone, in some cases someone really close to us, who've committed suicide and we want to try to help keep that from happening as best we can so if you don't mind just kind of tell us a little bit more about the numbers nationwide or in the south what's going on in suicide i think the the thing that people do not understand is that suicide is a leading cause of death in this country we tend to not think of it that way we want to consider it a rarity but the truth is suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the nation and in tennessee it's the ninth leading and probably other southern states right around that same number yes as a matter of fact we uh if you think about the sixth typically 
southern states, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Five of those six states have actually higher suicide rates than the national average. Golly. Well, it's obviously something that's been around a long time, but it, it, are the numbers higher now than they were 5, 10, 15 years ago? They have shown an upward trend, okay. and there is a tendency to think that the reason behind that is twofold. Number one, we do think that suicides may be increasing because of resiliency and certain issues that um, may not be inherent anymore. But more importantly, we think the numbers are becoming more accurate. Um, historically, there has been a tendency to underreport suicide, mm -hmm. a reluctance in, in all aspects of the reporting community to be honest mm -hmm. about how an individual died if they died by suicide. Okay. Now, we have a major epidemic in this country right now with opioids and drug overdoses. Those aren't considered suicides, right? Sometimes substances impact suicidal behavior, okay. but research is showing that the suicidal thoughts are already there, that the substance just removes that inhibition okay. against it. We have an inherent inhibition against dying deliberately, mm -hmm. and drug and alcohol use it removes those, removes our ability to, to think through what we're doing. One of the amazing things when I heard you speak the other day was this is not adults only suicide. This is a issue that affects young people. And sadly, you had some numbers that were really disturbing in terms of children. Yes, it's chilling to think about it. But suicide is the second leading cause of death for children ages 10 for individuals, but ages 10 to 24. And I think what is so important to think about that numbers that's a big range but they would include 10 year olds in that statistic if there weren't 10 year olds who were dying by suicide okay what do you know what's number one leading cause i'm sorry i don't maybe accidents or something like that well if you think about it they're in the youngest part of their life so dying by disease is probably okay. not in there so i would think that accidental death would be the most common but i don't have those actual okay numbers. that's fine that's fine so again, suicides is the subject today as we're talking with Dana Townsend, Program Manager of Crisis Services, and she deals with this every day. What are some of the signs? I know that's a hard question to ask, but what, what are the, some of the signs for those who have loved ones who might be considering suicide? What, what can we be on the lookout for? Some of the more obvious ones, they will start giving away prized possessions. An individual will just suddenly decide to put their affairs in order. They may make cryptic statements if they've been struggling for a long time and you start hearing them say things like, well, I've got this taken care of, it, I'm going to get it taken care of, those kind of things. Changes in behavior. Um, they may start neglecting their hygiene. They may miss work. Um, if they're usually very well groomed, they may start neglecting their grooming. Okay. However, the opposite of that is also true. If you see an individual who has been struggling and been doing those things, and then suddenly, for no apparent reason, they become more tearful, um, that could be a sign that they may have resolved that internal ambivalence and decided to die. Okay. Now, you tell me that I think I heard you said the other day a, a number about how many people at least tell someone that they're going to do it. Well, actually, we tend to think that that it's 
unpredictable. Okay. But the truth is, 70% of the people who go on to attempt, either attempt or die by suicide, told somebody about it. Okay. And we think if they're talking about it, they're not serious, and the, the numbers don't support that. Okay. Now, in the Southeast, is it, is there something different about this part of the world that's a little different from the other regions of the country in terms of suicide? Do we see higher numbers, in your opinion, of the South compared to the other parts of the country? We have higher prevalence okay. um, in that, you know, when you look at statistical numbers, it's per 100,000, and okay. we have more per 100,000. Okay. Um, generally speaking, when you have rural areas versus urban areas, there are higher rates of suicide in rural areas, which again kind of flies in the face of what we know about rural life, mm-hmm. which is we tend to be a more resilient group of people overall. But there are fewer resources. The stigma is greater in a rural area than it is in an urban area. So an individual experience in that either will not have the resources or will not feel comfortable reaching out to them. But it's important, as you just said, rural areas are affected by suicide as much as urban areas. And and I know that's sometimes hard to fathom in the South, but it's just a way of life. It is. It is absolutely true. We are actually more impacted by suicide than urban areas and the rural areas. We have a higher suicide rate. Now, we talked about how loved ones might can see signs that someone may be considering suicide. What about the person who themselves might be listening to this right now that's thinking about suicide? What are your suggestions for those people? Number one, not to assume that you have to be, quote, mentally ill, unquote, to be having those thoughts. Mm -hmm. The majority of the people who try suicide or die by suicide have no prior mental health diagnosis. The, the reality is it is the feeling of hopelessness and the feeling of being disconnected mm-hmm. that drives people toward that. And what I would like to say to anyone who is experiencing suicidal thoughts of any kind, there is hope and there is connection. Groups like the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network, Pathways Behavioral Health, any local community mental health center can help you with that. Isn't it perfectly normal to say that everyone has probably thought about suicide at some point in their life? I can't say everyone, but everyone I've ever met at one time or another has been felt that they were so at the end of their rope that they had no other choice. And that is very sobering. We, We want to say kind of negative things about people who try that. And that isn't the that isn't true either we it is a lack of hope okay that that drives it my point of bringing that up is if you're thinking about suicide don't think that you're so out there by even having those thoughts it seems like it's just perfectly a natural thing to think oh i could i could end it all right now but you don't want that to happen you want people to realize well okay i thought about that but there's better ways to do this and one of the amazing things i heard you say the other day was the number of people that are affected by a suicide, it's like 17. Every person who dies by suicide has at least 17 other people who are impacted by that. Some are more, you know, celebrities who die by suicide, Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain. Millions of people were impacted by that. But your average Joe, who feels like he's the most alone person on earth, is actually going to impact at least 17 people if he dies by suicide. Yeah, and of course, chances are, if you're listening to this, you may not be a celebrity like Robin Williams was, and you have to think, how could a guy who was beloved by so many that money wasn't an issue, how could he commit suicide? 
it's that disconnectedness that that is one of the primary drives the lack of hope and the inability to understand that you have resources and that you have people who care and that there is a way to connect to those resources and people Mm -hmm. you feel no hope and you don't feel like you have anywhere to go we're talking with dana townsend this is uh, an effort here on y'all to help us out in terms of suicide help our region out and know that if you're thinking about it there's another better way to go about things and if you know someone who's thinking about suicide we want to help out in that area of the y'all show dana how much in the south we love our a lot of people are very religious how much does faith play in preventing suicide a lot of people when they are able to draw draw very strongly on their faith to help them cope and help them get through okay. the, who are connected to a faith society or a faith group um, and it is a preventer because some people feel like it's a sin or, or whatever um, so I, I just want to to encourage everyone to fall back on the comfort of the faith as well as the responsibility that we have as faith-based people because there is some comfort in that and there is some connectedness there as well. well with my faith and the way I was raised essentially is you commit suicide, you don't go to heaven. I mean, is that totally wrong or I mean, it's a good, it's a good deterrent. <laughs> well, it is a good deterrent. And if that will keep you alive long enough to get some help, then, you know, I'll take it where I can. Have you heard that before? I have heard it okay. before. Um, and my, my faith base is that no human has a hell to send anybody to mm-hmm. and that no man knows right. what is between a man and his God. So let's try to keep them on this side and try to help them as much we can so that they can resolve those issues and crisis of faith. We talked about the opioid epidemic in the region, and Dana, I want to ask you, that has to not help things, right, in terms of people who might be considering it, and you put opioids or other drugs in their body, then it it just is a bad mix. Absolutely, it's a bad mix. Um, People generally, if they are addicted to some kind of a substance, there are a lot of things wrong in their life. We tend to want to blame the drugs and assume, well, if they were just clean off the drug, everything would be fine. That's not realistic. And people who are on opioids, more often than not, it's because of a chronic pain issue. And pain is a very large driver toward depression and other um, emotional illnesses. So the opioids, again, it's something to look at, but we don't want to blame them. Sure. We want to look them as just part of the bigger picture. And this region is very patriotic, and sadly, there are veterans who die all the time. And I know you had some alarming numbers on that. Combat veterans die at one every 65 minutes in mm-hmm. this country, um, which is that, if nothing, that and law enforcement rates, if nothing else, will should put to rest this idea that people who die by suicide are cowards. You cannot, under any circumstances or for any reason, ever call a veteran a coward. But they still die by suicide. Yeah, it's a horrible thing, and we hate hate to hear those kind of numbers. Dana, what can someone who's considering suicide, what is your best advice? What kind of maybe website or phone number or place they can go to for help? 
depending on where they live, every region in, in Tennessee has crisis teams, uh -huh. but the best way to connect those would be to call the 800 number, tell them where you live, and they will hook you up with your local team. And that number is? 1-800-273-TALK, and that's 1-800-273-8255. Is that just Tennessee, or is that that is the national, national hotline, and right. they they have fingers into the in, everywhere in the country. Um, Pathways is the eight hundred three seven two zero six nine three. That is for my this local yeah. area. And is there are these numbers? numbers that people can call and they'll actually talk to a real person yes yes any time of day 24 hours seven days a week and they have like the national talk line has one that they have veterans specifically to talk to veterans okay and then the law enforcement has their own really line and it's 800-267-5463 and that is law enforcement officers talking to other law enforcement officers um those every group of people has unique issues and veterans and law enforcement because of the nature of their jobs they're they're very they're more unique than others and right. so they have these specialized lines also people nowadays are becoming less and less willing to talk on the phone it's all about texting so uh, tspn has worked with other agencies to develop a text line mm -hmm. so if you're having these thoughts please text TN to 741741 and you will reach a person by text who can offer you support and assistance. Is that for anybody in Tennessee? Yes. No matter what law enforcement, military, anything? anybody. Okay. Anybody can text that number. Let's let's read that again. Tech, you would text TN to 741-741. And if you're listening to us in another southern state, Georgia, Mississippi, Texas, what's the common Google that you could go to to find help, find your local or regional place? Well, you can just Google suicide and it will bring up. You just need to be very careful that you, you reach a credible source. Okay. The Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network, although they are localized in Tennessee, they are nationally and internationally known okay. to be leaders and help connect people to resources. Um, I would suggest that wherever you are, Google there, start there. Okay. And they will be able to help you reach out to local resources wherever you are. All right. Now, on the flip side of that, Dane, I want to ask you about families and loved ones and friends of people who they think might be doing that. Is there some kind of support group or advice, a number or something for those people? Again, you can contact the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network. Okay. Um, they have access to support groups. NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mentally Ill, they also have resources for support groups and if you have lost a loved one to suicide pathways has a survivors of suicide loss group that meets the second thursday of every month at pathways in jackson tennessee um it's at 6 30 in the evening uh, you can always call pathways and they can give you information about that Dana, as we wrap up with you, do you happen to know the number of suicides per year nationwide? Last year, 47,173 people died by suicide. I guess you know that number, sadly. Uh, yes, and 1.3 million tried it. Golly, that's incredible. Well, perhaps today here on the Y'all Show with our guest Dana Townsend, Pathways Behavioral Health Services, an affiliate of the West Tennessee Healthcare 
We appreciate you taking a little time out to tell us more about this crisis. It really is a crisis, and we want to see what we can do here in 2019 to make those numbers go down a lot more. Dana Townsend, thank you very much for coming on The Y'all Show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. We've got Hour 2 of The Y'all Show coming up after this break. We're going to talk all things what happened in sports over the weekend, and then the teller of tales from Takapola. Jerry Short will be our special guest. You don't want to miss out. Again, one more time, the text number for people to call, Dana. Text TN to 741-741. And that national suicide number? 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-8255. The Y'all Show with John Wall will return after this break. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are into the second hour of this Monday. Y'all talk with a Southern accent here on this lovely 28th day of January in the year of our Lord 2019. I'm John Rawl. Glad to have you back here. We've got an exciting hour ahead. And let me once again thank Dana Townsend for coming in at the end of hour one to talk about suicide prevention and more. And the number again, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Please, if you know someone, if you're someone considering suicide, This number is available 24 hours a day, 1-800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Please, please know how much this impacts. As Dana told us, 17 people at least are affected when someone commits suicide, and it's from a negative standpoint for sure. So let's, let's not do that here as we get a first month of the year behind us here in 2019 in this hour two of the y'all show today we've got the teller of tales from takapola coming by in just a few minutes jerry short will be on to talk a little politics perhaps and i'm going to get him to talk about mother nature so that's ahead 
in just a few minutes here as the tell of tales comes by and if you want to reach out to jerry or me anytime we've got a real easy way for you to do that our number is 803-816-1170 our website address is y'all.com that's not with a a and it's not with a z it's y a l l dot com so easy go there and you can get archives of our hundreds of shows that we've done now it's actually not hundreds but more than a hundred at least and we have archives of today's show and more so easy learn more about the show got some great merchandise on there y'all.com great place okay let's start out here hour two with a rewind of what in the world happened this past weekend in all of sports well first off let me tell you it was a pretty boring weekend compared to what it's been over the last several months. Would you agree with me on that? We had no real football played over the weekend for the first time since the CFL got going back in May, I think is when the Canadian Football League. Yes, I do watch that, especially just before the start of the NFL's training camps because you get so ready for football. Why not watch a little third down football that the folks up north do? But we didn't have real football. We had the Pro Bowl on sunday and that was a joke i don't really want to give it much attention but this story did come out as new orleans saints fans continue to be really upset and i'm sure if you're a saints fan you have every right to be upset but you got to live with it if you, you this this was a bad call sure but there's plenty of bad calls that happen in any kind of football game but a, a new controversy regarding the saints loss to the rams in the nfc championship game there were evidently four of the main officials involved in that play all had very long ties to Southern California. They lived in the L.A. area. They're from that L.A. area. And so there's a conspiracy out right now that that could have been part of the reason the pass interference was not called when the Saints lost to the Rams on Sunday of last weekend. Well, guess what? That That's in the past. I saw plenty of Saints fans, Saints players rather, in the Pro Bowl having a good time. Sure, they would love to have been at the Super Bowl, but yeah, the, I, I, I don't know why the guy didn't call it. But it, it to me, when you look at it in real time, it wasn't quite as graphic as it was recorded and in slow mo of the pass and pass interference. It's a tough job being an official at any level, but the pressure, of course, where you have a team going to the Super Bowl on the line as they had at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome Sunday before last. And the guy probably could have called a better call, but he didn't. And guess what? The Rams, hey, that still didn't give the Rams the victory. The Rams still had to go down and kick a field goal to tie it and then go into overtime and kick another field goal to win it. The Saints could have done something about it, but they didn't. So all I'm telling Saints fans is uh, get over it, friends. By the way, NFL Super Bowl is this Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Lots of people descending upon the Peach State right now for this Sunday Super Bowl. It's going to be this Sunday. Kickoff is 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central. The game will be televised on CBS. The good old Jim Nance and Tony Romo in the booth for this one. And can't wait. Now, this was not the matchup that I just to, this is not the greatest matchup I've seen in Super Bowl history because I don't care for either one of these teams that much. But it would be kind of fun to see Tom Brady win another one. It would be cool for Los Angeles, a, a franchise in the Rams that was a joke over the last 20 years. 
since they last won a Super Bowl, they've had all the struggles in St. Louis, relocating back to Los Angeles. They're essentially carpetbaggers living out of a suitcase for right now until they have their incredible stadium ready in 2020. But if L.A. was able to win a Super Bowl in only their what's third year back, second year, see, I've already lost track. It might be the second year that they're back in L.A., what a story there if they could pull that off. So the Rams and the Patriots, again, 6.30 kickoff on CBS, the Super Bowl Sunday. Well, Middle Tennessee native Mookie Betts plays for the Boston Red Sox. And the Red Sox, of course, won the World Series in 2018. And he was the American League MVP award for 2018. So an incredible season for this guy who actually signed a baseball scholarship to play for Rocky Top. He was going to go play in Knoxville for Tennessee, but then decided to take the big money and go off to the professional ranks. Well, guess what? The Red Sox, after kind of going back and forth, whether they're going to go to the White House and be honored by President Trump, it turns out this Tennessean, by birth, raised in Tennessee, I think he's from Smyrna, Mookie Betts is not going to the White House. He has declined the offer he told the boss globe i won't be going there i decided not to and we'll see what happens there another player rafael devers a third baseman for the bow Sox, has also said he will not attend the team is evidently because the government shut down they were already going to go to washington because of the shutdown their visit to the white house was rescheduled now planned for february 15th the boston red Sox going there uh, rather, I'm sorry, they were scheduled to go February 15th, and because of the shutdown, they've pushed some stuff back. It looks like May 9th, an off day after a three-game series in Baltimore, is when the Red Sox will be going to the White House, minus Mookie Betts. Maybe all of his kinfolk and all the fans that he has in Tennessee and the rest of the South will put some pressure on him. It's like, come on, Mookie, go to the White House, enjoy your time. If you don't think you'll have a great time, just go ask the Clemson Tiger football team they sure looked like they had a great time when they were at the White House eating Big Macs and Whoppers and whatever else Wendy's serves on that uh, singles and doubles served up at Wendy's and the other good stuff they had. I was quite jealous of that the other day. And the funny thing is, we saw a lot of criticism of the White House for serving that fast food. They don't normally serve food at all when these teams, professional and or college, go to the White House to be honored. They usually show up at late morning or just after lunch. It's usually a mid-afternoon photo event. They usually go out on the East Lawn and take a photo with the president. But food is not necessarily part of the equation. So for the president who paid for that out of his own pocket to get all the criticism that he got, unfair there, but also, again, normally they don't even get food. They probably get a Chick-fil-A and a in a backpack on their way up to Washington when they're flying to the event. That's just a guess. But, yeah, those football players especially, they love their Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I guess Chick-fil-A is a big sponsor of college football, but I guess Chick-fil-A sandwiches are something that most everybody loves, and I guess compared to some of the other food options out there, not a bad option. This weekend in college basketball, we had some pretty good games going on. We had the SEC Big 12 Challenge that went down, and the Big 12 comes out of that with the win. More Big 12 teams went into SEC country and or SEC teams went to Big 12 country and lost. So the Big 12 appears to be a better conference, at least if you go by the SEC Big 12 Challenge. One of those games featured the Tennessee Vols, the number one team in the country. 
They got 83 against West Virginia's 66, and the Vols improved to 18-1 and after defeating the Nears in Knoxville. Another top 25 matchup featured, well, teams from the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Kentucky hosted Kansas. Now, this was a win for the SEC as the Cats, number eight, defeated number nine, Kansas, 71-63 at Rupp. Those were your kind of, that was the marquee game of the day in that challenge. Other conferences and what happened on Saturday from a top 25 standpoint, the Duke Blue Devils, they had a scare from Georgia Tech. Josh Pastner's team went into Cameron and really outplayed Duke in the first half, but Duke rallied. They got 39 compared to 24 points from Georgia Tech in the second half. And even though Tech had a two-point lead at halftime, Duke prevailed 66-53. The Virginia Cavaliers ranked third in the country. They went to South Bend, and they easily took care of business against Notre Dame. I don't know what's going on with Notre Dame's men's basketball team. They fell to Virginia at home 82-55, to and Notre Dame is now 11-9 in total play virginia tech got a big win over syracuse 78 56 a game that virginia tech came out wearing pink uniforms and syracuse wore orange if you want to see terrible uniforms on television go back and watch the replay of that game it was hideous another game from that sec big 12 challenge texas tech defeated arkansas 67 64 in the sec Mississippi State defeated Auburn 92-84. That, of course, not a SEC Big 12 challenge, but in the big cha- the conference challenge, Iowa State went to the Pavilion in Oxford and took care of business against the Mississippi Land Sharks 87-63. A miraculous shot at the buzzer helped NC State defeat Clemson and NC State ranked 21. The pack wins 69-67. Number 23, Louisville got a win against Pittsburgh 66-51. And in another game, a close one, I think I saw the coach of LSU kind of joke that they've used up all their mulligans so far, but LSU somehow comes out and finds a way to win in Como and the Tigers ranked 25th in the country get a win over Missouri 86-80. to And that's a quick glance at your college basketball scores from this weekend from a top 25 perspective on tuesday's y'all show we'll have our sports land yap we're going to talk a little bit more about college basketball where we look at in terms of standings we're going to spotlight some of the smaller conferences last week we talked a lot about murray state of the ovc we'll shift to another conference perhaps this week and give you an idea of some of the smaller teams out there smaller conferences not the power five conferences and give them some love because on wednesday we'll have our acc spotlight and on thursday we have our sec spotlight we cover it all y'all right here on the y'all show when we come back on the show after this little timeout, jerry short the teller of tales will be stopping by with his illustrious report you don't want to miss it this is the y'all show with john rawl When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose-N-L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose-N-L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose-N-L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier, had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. 
Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. on the y'all show it's the monday edition of the all southern program with your host john roll our number 803-816-1170 and you can find us on the world wide web our address is y'all.com and when we have mondays mondays mean the teller of tale from takapola way jerry short and he's on with us now to talk all things takapola and more hello jerry mm-hmm. Welcome to the All Show again. I'm doing good. How about you? Well, I'm I'm cold. And I'm hot. And I'm cold. And I'm warm up. And yeah. well, sunshine. Th- there's uh, a good reason for that. It's cold. It's going to get colder in a large part of the South. I want to talk to you about the cold in a few minutes. But right now, Jerry, I tell you, it's hot in the White House right now. Ooh. And I believe President Trump is hot under the collar. And I want to know: Did the recent government shutdown? How much did that affect Takapola? Well, let's see. Did the cows work? They, they have they have a they have a post office uh, here, but uh, that didn't affect that much. I don't think because it's not open every day of the week anyway. And then you had Martin Luther King holiday and Robert and E. Lee another holiday, and you had Robert E. Lee holiday, and then you had some more holidays. So the government shut itself down some during that period. Uh, so I'd say it probably. Getting hurt it a bit. I can't think of a air traffic controller in Takapola. I, I can't think of one. <laughs> you don't have an international airport there. Oh, uh, working on it. Uh, hope we put it on our old farm and and they uh, go back and uh, somehow they can figure that uh, I must have a share in it. But I, I really doubt we're going to get it. Looks like uh, looks like Oxford's outgrowing us. Yep. Jerry, I want to talk about what happened at the end of last week with President Trump helping to end the shutdown, a three-week time period here where perhaps legislators will come together and come up with a solution 
for national security? I don't think so, because nothing happens the way it's supposed to in Washington, D.C. Jerry, Jerry, what's going to happen next? You and I had a pre-show conversation about this where we kind of were at odds, but maybe maybe we've changed since then. But go ahead. What is your thoughts on what happened with the whole shutdown of President Trump? I don't think the shutdown did that much damage at all to the economy like they said it did. It maybe was on the verge of it. And, you know, we had uh, some people that it's hard to imagine. I know it, you know, it was said for years that everybody's a check or two away from uh, bankruptcy or starvation. And they're saying that uh, air traffic controllers uh-huh. had to go get uh, food bank food. Now, I find that very hard to believe because. I bought a car in 73 from an air traffic controller in Memphis. And I believe he told me he was making 50 or 60,000 in 73. So <laughs> I know they're making plenty of money. There's no excuse. They just didn't manage their money if, they, if they're in that big of a tight. So they could have sucked it up a little bit longer, I think. You know, when Reagan let them all go, uh, he had to, he had the right to do it because they can't strike. Government, government uh, employees can't strike like they did then. So he, he turned them all loose. But uh, as far as uh, where we're going now with the wall, that's a big concern of mine because from day one, that's been one of the big things with me, the military and the wall. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I, it's just pure common sense, uh, John. That we I've worked down there. I've told it before, you know, don't even get into you know, that old stuff, but. And I know that you've got to have some kind of boundary that will stop the influx of what we're getting in this country and what we're having to pay for and what we're uh, carrying on the books, uh, the welfare books. We just can't keep doing it. We, you know, we don't have that kind of money. And especially with, uh, since the Democrats have taken the House over, um, you know, they come up with a new deal every day for spending money. And uh, they even say you can lower taxes and hmm. spend money. Wow. You know, I, that's, I don't know what kind of economics that is, but uh, it's not Taco Polo economics. No. Hey, Jerry, you're a little older than me, so I'll yield to you on this. When is the first time you ever remember a so-called government shutdown ever even happening in your lifetime? Uh, you know, there's something that just happened. They say, like, it didn't become legal till seventy something or uh, so. Okay. So you know it had to been from there on. So it hadn't been a big deal, and obviously this is the longest one in history. So this one lasted a month. So the other ones hadn't lasted over a week or two days or you know something like that. Right. So it really hadn't done anything. It's just uh, kind of shake people up when the Democrats and the Republicans would kind of compromise with each other. And they, they don't compromise with each other now, so that's the reason it shut down went a month. Okay. You know, the Democrats wouldn't say a word. And so that's, that's my thinking on it. And, and, but I think we've got to have a wall, and I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know if he's just going to declare a natural disaster with these other caravans coming through or what, but we, we can't afford it. Yeah. Now, I'm going back to my own childhood, somewhere in the early 80s, perhaps late 70s, and this may have nothing to do with the shutdown. I'm just going to tap into your vault yeah. of knowledge. What was the whole free cheese and maybe even one time free bread? What was that all about? What was that about? It was commodities. Okay. And we had commodities before we had food stamps. Either. 
and we had commodities in the, in Eisenhower probably, because I worked at a little old uh, uh, dock that the guy we had people that qualified for food stamps, and you would give them a block of cheese, uh, dry powdered milk, uh, corn meal, things like that, uh-huh. and uh, they would come and they would get back up to the dock and. You'd have their uh, portion set out, and they would take it on home with them. But it was the same thing that we actually had in our schools to eat with. It was the same cheese, and they had a salami thing also, and they had that milk that they would use too. So, you know, it was uh, kind of a commodity thing that you gave to the so-called indigenous that couldn't support themselves. Right. Cool. Because I know my grandparents in Tacopola were in their 80s and uh, in the in the uh, 60s, and they qualified, and we would go get that. And kind of embarrassed me, but we'd go get it and get it. So our grandma would take that cornmeal, and she'd she'd make corn uh, bread and feed the chickens, hmm. and uh, we'd take that milk, powdered milk, and feed the hogs. And, you know, we didn't use it for ourselves. And it was American cheese, which I guess maybe that's when I quit liking American cheese. <laughs> but American cheese was pretty good, they say. But I, I kind of burned out on it quick. Oh, I so love American cheese. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think I burned out when they were commodities. But then they came in with food stamps about, I would say, 65, mm-hmm. 66, in the Great Society. And I, at the time, I had a job where I would call on uh, uh, businesses, and some of those businesses, they were selling there. They were buying, rather, the owners were buying buying food stamps. Um, maybe uh, give a guy 50 cents for a dollar's worth or better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know one of the guys finally got caught while I was still doing that over in the Mississippi Delta. But they'd, they'd, they'd do that when they first got commodities, and I mean first got food stamps. I had a guy planting pine trees for me on the International Park Company, and, and uh, he told me that he put a cafe in his backyard in Greenwood, Mississippi, because he got so much food stamps. He had so many kids. It wasn't even his. He had them on the list. that he picked up so much food stamps that he could buy food stamps and run a cafe out the back window of his house. <laughs> so, you know, we've evolved to where we are today, John. Something tells me, Jerry, that kind of stuff still goes on, even though they don't have the same process of getting oh, food it does. Stamps. Yeah, okay. I've heard that not long ago. I've been yes. to too many grocery stores and seen people load up cart after cart of meat and other products that there's no way they could be buying that stuff for themselves. No, and, you know, nothing against a grocery store owner, but they used to have just small little grocery stores, little side road grocery stores or something like that you know old-fashioned mm-hmm. things and now they got supermarkets huge supermarkets and all that's because of food stamps you know I, they, I, I see where you're coming from because these supermarkets they don't have a problem with food stamps right no they welcome and uh they like you them. know I, they like them and it's getting where most everybody will take them and 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 they'll take them for almost anything you know to turn you back on it and you know you're supposed to not it's supposed to be a food but sometimes I've seen them take food stamps for toys at uh, at these uh, Dollar Generals and places like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, McDonald's probably too. 
Oh, I think they can do that. I think they can use them there. But they got that card now. Yeah, it's an EBT card. Got, yeah, they got the card. It was supposed to keep from embarrassing them. Anybody that took them, you know, give them a card. It looks just like mine. It looks like yours. I don't even know what color it is, but it's, you know, I look for them when I see these people. But I know they're loading up with a lot more food than I can put in my cart. Yeah. And you do too. You've seen that. We're talking with Jerry Short, Tell of Tales from Takapola here on the Y'all Show, our Monday conversation where we kind of, uh, kind of like the border wall, we meander into all kind of subjects here. And I didn't think we would start out talking about food stamps on today's show, Jerry. But, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> but that's what good, we got you on here for. You yeah. just never know. <laughs> good time. Good so, time. so do you think the president, did he retreat on this wall or is he being, uh, sly uh, and will come out ahead on, in the long run? I think he's just kind of backed up, and uh, he's on hope. Well, I told you the other day, and the audience may think I'm a raging liberal on this. No, no, no. I think an argument, a very valid argument for those of us who like Trump, uh, we can say, look, this is a no-win for right now. It's a no-win. We just might as well forget about the wall for for another, what is it, a year and a half, roughly? Yeah, and, the next one. And, and and blame this one not just on Democrats. Blame this on Republicans for not getting oh, this thing done in the House prior to. They, they could have had it done in November. Yeah. Or and Trump needs to come out and say that, and essentially forget it. forget about the wall. And he can use it in his campaign for twenty twenty. We need Republicans in Congress so we can do what we wanted to do in twenty sixteen, but we had too many no good Republicans who didn't stand up for this country and they were too scared of me and, yeah. and also it just keeps him from having to battle with the people that look you're gonna as long as the democrats are going to be in charge of the congress for right now and in charge of the house they're going to fight him they're going to find legal tactics to fight the wall he needs a complete monopoly on government to pull off what he wants the only thing that scares me john is when you look at these polls and you look at uh the millennial poll, and you look at 75% of them are socialist and say they're socialist, but then you ask them what 80% of them don't know what socialism is. So, uh, I mean, that's what the polls uh, indicate. Yeah. So I, I like a wall. I think a wall would be great. But again, look, this should have already happened. It didn't. And instead of reliving it for the next year and a half, of which it probably isn't going to happen anyway, let's just yeah. have a tactical withdrawal and put the focus on defeating, if you're a conservative, putting the focus on defeating the Democrats, of which they need to do that anyway. If you're a conservative, how dare the House of Representatives be majority Democrat, as it is right now? There it is. And, well, let these caravans come through and make sure it gets plenty of publicity. And... uh let them know what it's doing. You know, he tried to do that in his in his speech the other day when he opened the government again. He tried to lay it out, what all it had cost us and what it's costing us. But it's kind of like you're talking to the choir when yeah. right now, like hey. you said, he's got to get control. He's got to get control. But, again, there's a very strong chance he won't be elected in 2020. So, it, and so knowing that, the one thing we can control, if you're a conservative, is you can control who goes to Congress. And so right now, I don't know of how many Republicans are going to be announcing here in the next couple of weeks or months, but I haven't heard much about it. I haven't heard all these great Republicans saying, okay, we lost this seat in 2018, but I'm going to run and we're going to get that seat back. 
maybe I'm just uh, missing out on something. No, I heard it. I heard an independent today that could be a parole type thing, and the Democrats in this case, you know, a parole elected uh, Clinton, no doubt about it. And uh, but in, anyway, uh, the uh, Democrats are a little bit worried that Trump will take these independent votes if this independent guy comes out. You talking about and, the Starbucks guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, is he the independent? Is he going to run? His yeah, he, he's cover? he's looking to run okay. as an independent. Well, he's a liberal son. God, he, I am really surprised. Yeah, I know. Well, he knows it's going to be a crowded field. Yeah, it's about twenty something of them already. Ain't it? And I think Bloomberg could have could have could have certainly given Hillary a, a definite run for the money if he'd have run as an independent, but he chose not to, which I'm sure was to yeah. help her win, but it didn't turn out that way. Well, and then they this this abortion issue in New York. How can anybody be for that with any common sense? It just disturbs me, but go ahead. All right. Well, Jerry, we're going to put political talk and food stamps aside. Is that okay? I believe I can do that. (laughs) When when we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have a special announcement. And I know Jerry is on the edge of his seat, want to know what the heck's coming up on the Y'all Show. But I'm going to tell him when we come back. And we're going to talk about temperatures and what the cold weather means to our teller of tales from Takapolo. This is the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere now. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now is the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply.
We're back on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent on this Monday edition as we have our teller of tales from Takapola joining us on the hotline. Jerry Short. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. 803-816-1170 is our telephone number. And Jerry, you've been waiting and our audience has been waiting long enough. It's time for me to make it my big announcement here on this Monday edition. It's something for next week. Are you ready for this? I am. I think I am. For the first time in y'all show history, Jerry, we're heading to Water Valley. Oh, my gracious. Well... I got a little bit of everything in Water Valley, so it should be a good show. And 90% of our audience is like, what the hell is Water Valley? (laughs) No. (laughs) In fact, didn't you tell me one time you were in the Army and you ran across somebody wearing a shirt like that? Uh, No, I was cruising timber for international paper, and I was heading up a crew, and I had a crew member that had, where the heck is Water Valley, Mississippi, all in one word. And I looked across at him, he was eating and I said, what in the devil is that guy? Yeah, in Water Valley. Yeah, yeah. Water <laughs> Valley, Mississippi, the mecca of Yalabusha County in North Mississippi. We're going to be there. Go You're going to be there. I'm going to be there, and I want you to join me. How does that sound? That sounds like a winner. So, so next week, if you're lucky, audience, we're going to have Jerry on, not just on Monday, but maybe I can bring him on for a guest appearance of a day or two more next week on the Young right Show here. as we broadcast from Water Valley. I can spread a taco pole all the way to Water Valley. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to have fun in Water Valley. So come out and see us. Jerry, we need to get our producers here on the phone with some of the local businesses and find a place we can broadcast from and have a good time while we're in the WV. I got one already. I think it'll work. Uh, all right. Well, we'll need to do it. Oh, okay. Well, that okay. sounds sounds like a good idea. Jerry, I was in Water Valley with you Christmas time last year, and it was very, very cold in Water Valley and around the rest of the southeast. And here this week, we're going to have some very cold temperatures in our region and certainly up in Chicago. I think the high I read was going to be one day this week. The high was minus 14. I saw a basketball game the other day in Grand Forks, North Dakota. That is the home of the University of North Dakota. And I, I heard him talk, talk talk about the cold weather. It was minus thirty something degrees outside at the time of that basketball game. Who the heck would even go see a basketball game? Temperature, right? Sir? Actual temperature. Yeah, actual Not temperature. Not windshield. No, it was actual temperature. temperature. Now they were playing South Dakota, so I guess yeah, we, people from South Dakota might be used to it. But <laughs> they used to it, but still, uh, who wants to be used to it for that? Yeah. So, oh, uh, the coldest in history. In Takapola that I remember was 1951, and the reason I remember 1951, I was I was a young young lad, but uh, a sow got a hold of me. We had an ice storm; temperatures was in the zeros and minus ones, uh-huh. and every all the all the uh, light lines was uh, broke down from Takapola to Oxford. The road was iced over. My daddy was a mail carrier, and he had a jeep so we could get around a little bit, but. I got over in, a, in the hog pen, and a sow come after me and buddied me, and I went across that ice like I was a dang hockey player <laughs> or somebody somewhere because he had some piglets in there. And he reached out and picked me up and pulled me out of that pen. I never, I'll never forget that. And that was, I must have been about five or six or so. Kyle, uh, do you eat bacon? Then, do you eat bacon these days? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of bacon because 
We saved that bank. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you had a phobia of pigs because of that run-in with a sow. No, your bacon makes good ice cream out here. Ah, okay. But, uh, but uh, in Water Valley, we are talking about Water Valley, uh, one year in like 63, 62, it got down to a minus two or three, and it stayed that way for about three days or four days. And uh, everything iced over and all the tree limbs broke down and broke in and roads were blocked and you were you couldn't get out of Oxford, you couldn't get out of Water Valley, you couldn't get out of any town. But everything was completely shut down with that kind of temperature. Mm. And uh, in those days, you know, you had chains on your cars. Nobody had four-wheel drive. And uh, even back then. So, well, let me ask you a question, a, Jerry. I just uh, came. I just came back a couple of weeks ago from Colorado, and I went way up in the Rockies, and I noticed they called them, I think, chain stations or something like that when you drive yeah. down the road. Yeah. W- yeah. What yeah. exactly is that? That's mostly for those trailer semis, and they pull in there and put those chains on, and uh, you know they've got those runoff ramps also, right? In those mountains, mm-hmm. if it's just, if it gets slick. They can hit those sand uh, dunes at the old edge of the mountain and stop you right at the edge before you fall another 10,000 feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but you, you can get trapped up there. I, I had a, I just bought my uh, uh, Renegade Jeep, the uh, 1979 model. And I, didn't, I hadn't even opened it up to see how to put the four-wheel drive in, and I was in Colorado Springs up around Pikes Peak. And it started snowing and icing over. I hit my brakes and I almost slid off the mountain. And I got my book out. <laughs> I had to go out and turn the hubs. That's before you could turn them on the inside. And so, uh, yeah, they come in handy. A four wheel drive in those mountains in Colorado in the wintertime. Yeah. And they might handy. Well, just to kind of tap into my own childhood, if I can brag for a minute, Jerry, I actually intentionally went outside as a youth and spent the night. So I could get a patch for Go ahead and do it. enduring negative Boy, temperatures. I had to sleep. Oh. I had to be there when it was minus something degrees, and we got a deep freeze patch. That's when I was a Boy Scout. An eagle patch. Yeah, that's on my quest to be an Eagle Scout, and I got a patch for uh, sleeping in a tent for negative two degrees, I think is what it got that night. And, you know, Jerry, that was back in the old days when Boy Scouts was for boys. Oh, I know. I don't know. It's changed. Yeah, it's changed coming February, but but that was my story. Now, I know you, and I know sometimes I've seen you hobbling around before, and I've heard you complain about frostbite, and sure enough, you're the yeah. only person I've ever run into who literally, because of cold temperatures, you have frostbite. Tell us about it. Yeah, I've got frostbite right now that's just killing me. I, I was attached to a uh, unit. I was in reserve, but I was attached to a unit getting ready for the Kuwait Gulf uh, War. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were up in, uh, of all places, I mean, it's in January and February, but you don't think about uh, Mojave Desert being this cold. And uh, I had, you know, my Jeep, I pulled around, and the guy that was filling my Jeep up on the convoy that night, and it, it was bad cold, and it was a blackout situation. So I didn't have my windshield was down, and so uh, he filled it up, but he squirted gasoline all over my feet and i didn't realize you know they say gas is the worst thing you can cause frostbite and because the way it freezes so quick yeah and i went i just pulled kind of out looking down at death valley and the windshield at night was about a minus 10 or something like that 
it was that cold. I was so wrapped up. I had my my chemical uni- uh, uniform on. I had I had everything I could put on. I had long hours, and I was still freezing to death. But my feet it didn't do them any good because I had jungle boots on, and they wetted. It got they got wet right through me. I went on for a month and never had a bath and never got to take my boots off. Really? On the way back in a C-140, yeah, we trained out in where General Patton trained, and they just said, uh, and the Gulf War was over, so they released me back to my home unit. And I flew back. I was on the back in the cargo back room of a C-141, and uh, my feet were swelling. I took my boots off, and they were black as they could be. Black. And you hadn't taken your boots off for a month? No. Well, I had. We had a. They give us five minutes to take a blister bubble. They got these uh, water containers, and they put them on a, uh, and they got steam inside these tents. And you run in there, and they give you about three minutes to take a bath. And I just jerked them off, put them on, and jerked them back on, and took that quick bath and went back out and got my jeep. I never looked at my feet. And uh, I just thought they were numbed up, and, uh, you know, from just being tight for so long. And uh, when I pulled them things off in the back of that airplane on the way back, uh, they were black. And uh, I hadn't told anybody or done anything, so I ain't got any conversation about it. So, so anyway, it, it, they, they're they numb. They bother me now. They've yeah. been bothering me since uh, 91, and they're still bothering me, and they'll bother me all my life, so. And that's Doctor. that's what happens with frostbite. Even though it's been nearly thirty years, these yeah, this continue- I had a I tried to get uh, surgery paid for it myself, but I tried to get surgery on the toe where I could get a grip, but I didn't have any grip. My feet are just they're slick if I don't have socks or shoes on, and because I can't feel anything, and uh, so uh, they uh, didn't think they could operate on me because they were dead from the bottom up about. A uh, quarter of an inch, maybe or less, and so he went down from the top side and cut that bone, that big bone on that toe, in half and put uh, uh, braces on it and a metal rod in the center of it. And I can bend that one toe to give me a little balance sometime, but uh, I better have shoes on or I lose my balance. So. And your feet are still black? No, they're not black. They just die, and the skin comes off of them. And uh, they're they're awful ugly, you know. I hated to show them to my wife when we got married. <laughs> I said, you know, this is Uncle Sam did this to me. I can't help it. But uh, anyway, they they're dead underneath, and the skin will peel off. And right now, as cold as it is, they're really hurting right now. Well, one reason I'm asking you about this because there may be people listening who maybe really they don't know they've got frostbite, or they need to be aware of things like you did and and keep yeah. as we're about to have a big cold snap in a lot of, of the south please be careful out there because oh, it, yeah. it may not be life-threatening stuff but it will affect your life well i mean you could lose your whole feet you know if it would have been longer they could cut them off they'd have to uh, cut them completely off if i'd have uh stayed that much longer with them like that before they dried mm-hmm. so uh you know i carried them right up to the limit and uh the limit was where they are now, and they said, all the doctors tell me that, uh, hey, that skin's dead, those nerves are dead, uh, blood going in there is dead. That's the reason they couldn't operate from the bottom up. It operate bottom uh, top down, and uh, so 
there I stand with two lousy feet. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what can you say? I, I should have, I should have been taking more. You know, you try to be a John Wayne and tough up everything, and I could have went to a medic or somebody and told them, "Hey, my feet are hurting." You know, but uh, check them out. But if I'd have done that, I could probably, I could probably be getting. Hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I believe that might be retroactive. You might want to go find somebody to help you out on that, Jerry. I need to get a really good lawyer. You're right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I know it, they happen. It happened to you while in service of the country, and you were trying to be a tough guy, not tell yeah tell well, them that you were kind of soft. You didn't want to tell them you mm-hmm. were soft at the time, but you don't mind that now, do you? Not at this age. It's time to be soft. <laughs> It's down to soften up a little bit. It's it, uh, when you when you pushing the not there yet. I still got a good bit to go with it. Eighties the next dang uh, decade. So hey, Clint Eastwood's um, in his eighties, and you and I both have seen the Mule, the movie out right now, and so oh, good movie. Yeah. He, he makes eighties look pretty cool. So I'm I'm he ready. To, I'm ready to get to the eighties myself. I know. I just need to move it. Gosh, dog. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I can write him and ask him if he wants to do a movie about frostbite at uh, 72 <laughs> years old. He, he ought to. He's running out of material. He's done about everything from westerns to movies about baseball. He's done war, war movies. He's, he's even done a movie from a Japanese perspective. Oh, uh, I know. I saw that. You know, Letters from Iwo Jima. So, yeah, he did two. He did one from our side and one from their side. Yeah, so he's and, he's done it all, but a very talented guy. Yeah. An honorary Southerner, Clint Eastwood. And, Jerry, you're an honorary – I don't know what you are, honorary. Uh, I don't either. I don't either. Honorary just, tough guy. Just, make, uh, just uh, semi. Okay. <laughs> a semi-tough guy here on the Hell <laughs> Show. Jerry Short, uh, hey, we will see you next week in beautiful downtown Water Valley. Can't order wait. Water Valley's waiting. All right. The banners will be up. All right. Gary Short, Teller of Tales from Takapola, which isn't too many hollers away from Water Valley. We'll see you next week. This has been the Y'all Show. Thank you for listening to our show here on this Monday. We'll be right back at you on Tuesday. We're going to talk barbecue sauces with the barrister of barbecue, Matt Hermans, and we'll have all the other sports going on in our sports land. Yep. And the headlines, and we'll have more info on the weather. All that on tomorrow's Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, (laughs) obviously. Uh, Leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. 
That means five lines of unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for unlimited. This is a limited time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of unlimited basic with auto pay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply.